and welcome back to On Track Tips. My name is Jason Weiser, and you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track, where we're helping your small business one expert at a time. And today, our expert is Phyllis Kerr. And we're so excited to have Phyllis here, and she's going to be talking with us about seven strategies for effective time management. That's right, time management. We all need this, right? A little bit about Phyllis, in case you don't know. She's a teacher, a speaker, a consultant, and she's an in-demand writer of all things social media. In fact, she's presented on some of the largest social media blogs and events like Social Media Examiner and Marketing Profs. Phyllis is the author of two comprehensive books on social media marketing. She's written Social Media Marketing E-Learning Kit for Dummies, and she's co-authored Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies, both of which can be found on Amazon, and there's links in the description to the side here at the event page. Back in the day, she was a national award-winning performer. She's a musician and an educator, and she performed under the stage name Miss Phyllis. And uh, today she uses her theater training to engage audiences with keynote topics like social media marketing know-how for passion-fueled second-career boomers. We got a lot of baby boomers that want, that tune into the Get On Track show, so that's a great topic that you might want to check out. I also like her topic, Five Powerful Ways Google, not Facebook, will impact your business this year. And my favorite is this, old people don't scroll. <laughs> and some other behaviors of the boomer market. I would love to be able to bring you back and have you talk about some of those topics, Phyllis. Anyway, later on in the program, she's also going to be telling us about some really exciting and incredible resources for social media managers. And I know that we have a lot of social media managers on the call. But first, let's get into the interview. Let's talk time tracking. Phyllis Care. Welcome to On Track Tips. I love Google Hangouts. I'm so happy we're doing this, so I'm happy to be here. Oh, this is great. And so for anybody that's new to the On Track Tips show, i got to do a little housekeeping and let you know a couple things. First of all, we are very active over on Twitter right now. we got a Twitter chat happening using the hashtag pound on track tips. And we start off with the day's question. Because we're going to be talking about seven strategies, here's the seven strategies. And in fact, they're listed in the comment stream under the event tab. Now listen up. We're going to be talking today about client communications or CRM. We're going to be talking about multitasking, outsourcing, content schedule, daily planning, time tracking, and automation. So what I want you to do is head on over to Twitter, use the hashtag OnTrackTips, and say the topic that interests me most is and list one of these seven topics. Scroll through the comment stream and choose one of those comments. We've got a ton of stuff to cover today. Also, ask questions. Keep them short and keep them simple, and I'm going to bring them up on the show, and your question might appear on the podcast, and it might even appear on the blog over at OnTrackTips.com, where we are famous for the big red button. If you haven't headed over there, head on over, push the big red button, get in contact with me, and I will go and find an expert like Phyllis Kerr to help you with whatever it is that you're struggling with. That's OnTrackTips.com. Head on over, push the big red button, Housekeeping is over. What do you say? <laughs> Done. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. Three, okay, seven, seven strategies of effective time management. The first three that we want to talk about are long-term strategies. Then we've got four short-term, immediate, or daily strategies. The top three strategies are long-term strategies, relationship management, multitasking, and outsourcing. Let's start with relationship management. Talk for it with us for a little bit about that. 
Well, the one thing that I think everyone needs to remember, especially if you're working for yourself and you're working at home, is you are the CEO of your life. The whole reason you went into this business was to have a life that you could enjoy, and if you are um, arranging your life to where it's worse than when you were working a job, then you aren't really being a very good CEO for your own business. So it's really, really important that you have to understand what you want to do in this life on online marketing. And once you figure that out, then when you talk about your relationships with other people, when you respond, how you respond, what days you respond, all of those things fall into place. Because I know a lot of people, when they first start working at home or they start working for themselves, they work 24-7. And it's crazy, and they shouldn't shouldn't do that. And that's when you go into overwhelm, and that's when you know everything is terrible. So that's the reason it's really important to understand. First of all, you are the CEO of your life; you get to organize it. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, you know what I say with my clients is, don't let your clients be in control of your schedule. You take control of your schedule, right? Yes, and you have every right to do this. I know a lot of people, especially, and I'll just say it, a lot of times women will fall into this where they feel like they have to please everybody all the time. And so what happens is that you are taking phone calls and you're doing work at 9, 10 o'clock at night or later, or you're working on the weekends instead of going out with your family. And so you really, really have to think about this and get that set first before you do anything else. CRM. What does CRM stand for? Just to uh, crazy relationship management. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because seriously, if you don't get this organized, it is crazy. Because, uh, you know, I it's so funny. You know, there's so much input and there's so many potential people that could be uh, clients or customers for you that if you don't have your client um, systems worked out, man, it's just nuts. So many opportunities will just, you know, go away. So you have to have this figured out. I don't know, you know, I use Reportive inside of Gmail. I don't know if you do that too, but I really love all the Google verse, and so I try to keep things kind of contained inside of that. Yeah, I just learned about that the other day from Neil Faree uh, taught me yeah. about that. Hey, uh, what can you throw us a, a tool that you particularly like for CRM? Well, Reportive is my number one tool in that space. Honestly, that and also LinkedIn. Um, I went ahead and uploaded all my contacts into LinkedIn. I really like the content uh, uh, contact management system inside of LinkedIn. I think that's brilliant and more people should be like figuring it out because you know you can put notes in there. It shows the last time you talked to them. It gives you reminders that'll that'll pop up and send to you. So I like both of those things. Reported for information and LinkedIn the built-in contact management system inside of LinkedIn. And I heard an interview very recently with a good friend of mine, Kenneth Manasse Sr., and he had said that uh, Google Plus is his new go-to CRM, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's interesting because it's all just right there, but you know, people gotta gotta get their profiles organized and get their stuff um, real clear so we can use it that way. Yeah, so let's move on. Uh, we got a lot to cover. Um, outsourcing and scaling, very important topic. Yes. We had a discussion with Rebecca Radice very recently, which is a very popular topic. How mm -hmm. do we scale our business beyond ourselves? Apply that to time management, outsourcing, and VAs. What do you got for us? Well, I have to tell you, if you're a solo entrepreneur and you look right now at your browser and you have 15 tabs open or 20 tabs or 30 tabs, <laughs> 
you need to outsource some of this stuff because those are tasks that aren't being completed or you're putting them aside or you can't get to them yet and so you need to take a real hard look at just look at your browser I mean you can tell if you're not getting things done that way and I'm a big uh, uh, proponent of outsourcing um, some things now there are some things if you have a product that really depends on your personal knowledge and understanding there are some things you really can't outsource but so it really depends on the business but there are some tasks like scheduling Facebook posts or scheduling Twitter um, ads or there are some uh, things inside of social media management that you can definitely outsource to someone else to do and if you find at the end of the day you're thinking oh I didn't do those 14,000 things then you you have to have a talk with yourself because you this again it's the CEO of your life why are you doing this to yourself outsource it do it a little bit at a time it won't cost you a lot of money to do a little bit at a time and then build as you become more efficient yeah, I want to pull up this quick comment here. We missed it on our last discussion. Nicole Lynn, she says, ha, CRM, crazy re relationship management. That's Great exactly one. it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, go ahead and make those kinds of comments. It makes the, it makes the interview so much more enjoyable. Thank you, Nicole, for that. Um, you know, one of the things that we hear all the time uh, is, you know, I myself, I only have X number of hours in a week. Some people say 40, some people say 120, whatever that is, I only have a certain number of hours. But if I were to work for 10 hours and I were to teach 10 people that task at 10 hours, now all of a sudden I have 100 hours, right? Right, right. Talk about that for a minute. Well, I have to tell you, when I the first thing that I outsourced in in my business was um, a process of creating tweets for events or for product launches, and um, I at first I created the tweets and then outsourced the posting of it, the scheduling of it, and then once I realized that the person that I had added into my team was really really good at this, I would just give them the event page or the product page and say create a hundred tweets, schedule them for this amount of time, and they did a beautiful job and it freed me up and it was just so wonderful and so you know again it's hard sometimes to let go of some things but once you do you do you get freed up and for those of us who work at home and maybe have a life outside of online marketing like I have two grandbabies and I love to play with the grandbabies this frees me up to play with them and that's the whole point of it really yeah um, give us a uh, what are some tools that you help uh, use to manage your outsourcing VA well, I, ha I have to tell you, you really, you know, you see these lists, 200 tools to manage your time, that drives me nuts. Don't go look at those, you'll just go into overwhelm immediately. You generally only need about nine tools. You really only need tools in nine different areas of your life. You need a calendar, you need a scheduling system, you need an invoicing system, you need an image creation system, you need relationship management, you need a social dashboard, you need an online meeting system, and you need a file management system. And that's it. And once you've found the tool for each of those systems, that's it. You don't have to go hunting anymore. Just use what you have and make it work. And so, you know, there's, there's lots of um, cool tools out there. Uh, Andrea Vall and I, when we created Social Media Manager School, we said, you know, our students are going to, like, freak out when they see all the tools that they have to go through. We should just tell them what we use and then just start there. 
And our number one tool, you know, is Google Calendar. It's absolutely the number one tool. And then after that, Hootsuite and Facebook and, you know, we like FreshBooks and Buffer and Snagit and Canva and Reportive. So, you know, and Sprout Social and Join Me and Dropbox. And that just about covers it. And uh, so you just need to figure out those nine systems in your set. Well, I, I got to tell you, I was really excited when you gave me the kind of the sneak peek behind the behind the veil, and you saw yeah. showed me that list of the tools that yeah. you girls are going to be talking about over there at Social Media Marketing or Social Media Manager School. There's mm -hmm. a link in the sidebar in the description, uh, folks. That's uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. But I tell you what, you definitely want to write this down. Go over there and check that out. Follow that link and uh, find out more about these tools. We don't have time to cover them all in this half hour, but uh, <laughs> that's why they've put together this amazing program for you guys to go and tap into some of these resources. And uh, Okay, let's move on to the next topic, multitasking. What do you have to say about multitasking? Uh, I tried to multitask the other day. I was up on a ladder painting, and then I was singing a song, and then I fell off the ladder. And so... <laughs> You really don't want to multitask, uh, seriously. Um, so <laughs> you, this is this is why I love Google Calendar, and I kind of want to jump into that because um, if you use your calendar system appropriately, you will find that you will be doing less multitasking. And because I I think multitasking, you know, there are some people, their physiology is sort of suited for multitasking. They can sort of handle it a little better than some other people. And I, I'm like okay with that. But in general, you need to focus on a task and complete it. And, and the, the continuing of the completion creates progress and momentum and at the end of the day that's what you want to feel not that you have 10 projects in the middle of being done so I think it's really important not to set yourself up for multitasking and that's where my calendar um, system really helps me a lot yeah you had said something in our pre uh, talk pre-discussion pre about multiple tabs yes if like I said if you if you have if you look right now at your browser and you have more than four or five tabs open you're multitasking. These are things that you started and then had to put aside and started and put aside and you haven't been back to that. You still have to do it. And then so you have four, 40 tabs open. That's crazy. All that does is make you go into overwhelm. And so, you know, the, the, way, to, the way to get out of that is to retrain yourself into completing a task and then moving on and then closing that tab. Yeah. <laughs> Close the tab. And so I'm going to kind of call you out and say thanks for your confession of guilt, Cheryl Jason. She says, lots of tabs open right now. Oh, no. And then Valerie, she comes back and she says, yikes, I've got 21 tabs open. Just and that's Chrome. just on Chrome. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big, big, very important here. Um, yes. And there's other people that are that are commenting right now about how many tabs they have open. I, you know what I say when you know as as I scaling my business and I look for VAs, I always go and I look at their profiles. And if I see anybody that says I am good at multitasking, I skim right over them. I don't want to hire somebody that's good at multitasking because mm -hmm. I don't believe that they're going to be best, uh, most efficient for my business. And uh, I say I look at multitasking, and I say multitasking is not an asset; it's a liability. I've been called out on this on a number of debates and discussions online. I'm not going to go into it anymore. I'm firm on it. 
Multitasking <laughs> is a liability. It is not an asset. Well, like I said, I think there are some people better suited for it, and but mostly people aren't. So that's where I stand on it. I'm like straddling the fence. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll shake hands there, okay? <laughs> well, well, that's good because uh, oh, we, we must have gotten through. Cheryl, she's going to start closing some tabs right now. She promises. <laughs> okay. Good. So, um, all right, let's move on. Those are our three long-term, relationship, multitasking, and outsourcing. Some daily planning uh, things that we need to look at. Let's go into talks about scheduling your content, planning your day, time tracking and automation. And for those of you that are just now joining us halfway through the show, we're with Phyllis Care right now. We're talking about seven strategies for effective time management. And we're over on Twitter, Twitter chat, taking off right now. Use the hashtag pound on track tips and tell us what is it about time management that interests you the most. And we've given a list of seven topics that we want you to tell us. So go over there and make sure you tweet the topic that interests you the most. CRM, multitasking, outsourcing, Scheduling your content, planning your day, time management, and automation. Let's get in, uh, Phyllis, to scheduling your content. All right. So here, here's the thing I feel about scheduling your content is there are some things that you can schedule and actually automate. I'm going to put those two things together just a little bit. Um, but there are some things you can't. For example, I have some things automated right now. There are three blogs that I love. I love everything that comes out of them. And for a year, every time a blog post posted, I would send it out to my world. Every single blog post. I never had a day where I didn't want to um, spread what they were saying. So finally I said, this is stupid. I should just automate this because I'm very comfortable with their content. So I did an RSS feed inside of Hootsuite and those things go out every day without me. They're automated. I feel completely comfortable with that. And then as far as scheduling, you know, again, being a social media manager and a grandma at home, um, I think scheduling is perfect for about 80% of what you do online. So you can use Twitter as a fire hose of scheduling. You can use Facebook and all the stuff scheduled. But you also have to show up there live and be available for people. So I, I tend to think that, especially if you're working for a client that needs things done, uh, scheduling is perfectly OK. It's perfectly OK. And I, I'll fight that one down to the line, uh, feeling really good about that. But you do have to show up live. That's my feeling on it. Um, now, as far as what I use, I, you know, I use Hootsuite, I use Buffer, I use Facebook scheduled posts. Um, you know, those are my top three spaces. There are lots of content generation sites now. Um, if you have to go on other people's content, then uh, we have some uh, sources that we talk about in Social Media Manager School. But generally, you should be creating your own content, and I think everybody knows that. So, Talk for just a minute. I was very interested when you said Facebook schedule post. I've never really used it before, but you made a really great point that when we use tools like Hootsuite in particular, our posts never format quite the way we want them to. So just throw us a yeah. quick golden nugget there about why Facebook schedule posts are something rich to have. Yeah, uh, if I had a choice between scheduling uh, to Facebook using Hootsuite or Facebook, I'd use Facebook every time. Uh, Facebook uh, just does it better and it's easier to organize. It's easier now you can go in and you can actually 
edit the scheduled posts, which you weren't able to do before. Um, I, I like it, and it's highly recommended. And again, you can go in there and post. If you're posting twice a day for a client and you know what you're going to be posting, just go in there on a Monday morning and just post them all up inside of Facebook, and you're done. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a good segue into automation. There's a lot of debate about automation. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts. Is it okay to use tools like, um, um, what is it, FB, FB Me, I think it is, from here on Google+, Plus, where we can automate our posts over right. to Twitter, uh, automating from Twitter back to Facebook, Facebook to Twitter. Talk a little bit about <laughs> all of that chain well, reaction. I have to tell you, uh, maybe a year or two ago, um, I, when all of this was happening where you could automatically post from here to there to here to there to here to there, I, I had to write down a flowchart because everything was posting to everything and it was like crazy, you know, and so you, <laughs> you have to understand what's appropriate and uh, what's good, for example. There are some clients who are just never going to go on Twitter. They're just never going to go on Twitter, but they need to have a presence there. I'm okay with an auto post from Facebook to Twitter. It just keeps the account active, and I'm like okay with that until the client realizes how cool Twitter is, and then they can really kind of ramp it up. Um, uh, my G Plus. Post, um, post to Twitter. I set that up a long time ago. I don't even remember how I did it. It just happens magically. And then I also uh, like how some things go back to Facebook. But you know what? In general, you need to think about your business and where your clients are and what you need to post. And don't do so much cross-posting because they it doesn't work for a lot of businesses. Um, again, this is a custom question. I mean, I, I look at every business that I do and say, you know, what's appropriate or not. Do you have any absolute, there's no questions asked, absolutely do not do this when automating? Uh, okay. Um, if you automate posting across social sites, Definitely go back and do some either live or manual posting on the same topic so that it's not just the auto posting. Does that make sense? Like the first time through, if you do a blog post and it auto posts to Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and G Plus or whatever, you have that plugin set up in your in your blog. That's fine for the first run. But after that, you need to go back and make appropriate manual posting or scheduled posts that are appropriate for the social site. Yeah. One of, one of the things that I am very firm about with my clients, and tell me what you think about this strategy, um, I, I say that everything is okay. to you can, you can send everything into Twitter. That's okay. <laughs> but you cannot send anything like automatically into Facebook. And, well, there's really no tools to automatically go into Google+. But uh, I think it's absolutely okay to let everything just dump into Twitter. And uh, what do you think about that? Is that yeah, Twitter has two streams, and honestly, we could spend all day instead of Twitter because I love the Twitterverse. Nice. Is there are two two functions in Twitter? You have the fire hose of marketing that's scheduled and done and automated and RSS feed and you know whatever, and then you have the personal conversations, the Twitter chats, the um, comments on things, and both of those things have to happen to really effectively use Twitter. I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. I really want to talk about my calendar system before we run out of time because I know we're Let's getting do. there. Sorry, have at it. Well, I just want everybody to understand that I consider Google Calendar my second brain. 
totally my second brain, and I could not exist without it. And um, you know, a lot of people when they're doing time management, they'll do lists or they'll do daily tasks or they have you know that whole system set up. I want to show you. I want to tell you how I do this with my calendar. Uh, what I do on my calendar is I, let's say I have a client and I do blog posts or image creation or posting or whatever. I place that on my calendar, not as an all-day event, but an actual time slot on my calendar. And if it's reoccurring, then I set it up for the reoccurring. If I have to make a phone call to a client, I put it, and, and it could be any time during the day, I don't put it as an all-day thing. I actually put it on the calendar at a time. And I do this for every single thing that I need to do. Uh, in other words, instead of using a list, I'm putting the things that I need to do on a spot in the calendar at a particular time. Now, what this does is it shows you for the day exactly all the things you need to do and if you have enough time in the day to do them. Because if you put on a, just a straight linear list, 20 things, you have no idea if they will fit inside the day or not. And that's why at the end of the day, when you haven't done 10 of them, you go, ah, right? But if you put them on the calendar in a spot, you'll see at 5 o'clock you start running out of time. And then that's when you realize, oh, some of these things I need to outsource, some of these things my VA needs to do, I shouldn't be allocating this so much time to this particular type of project. So that placing them on the calendar helps a lot. And then if you find that, you know, in the Google Calendar, my favorite thing is you can drag things around. So if you find that every day you're dragging that one thing over to the next day, and the next day, and then on Friday, it's like a boatload of crazy, you know. That's a real clear indication that these are the things you need to be outsourcing or giving to your VA to do because you're obviously avoiding them and not doing them, and so that's where the calendar can teach you how to manage your time. Wow, that is some golden stuff there, folks. You're going to need to rewind and go back to that. <laughs> My problem is I always I do that. I, I create a bunch of lists, but without putting those lists and saying how much time is it going to take and without putting it into the calendar and actually measuring that time out. And I'm, I'm one. I've got a couple tasks. I've been sliding it, sliding it. Wow. Yeah. Anything yeah. else you want to tell us about Google Calendar real quickly? Don't put anything into the all-day section and block out personal time. Uh, that's the one thing, you know, as solo entrepreneurs, we just like fill it up with work, baby. But, you know, you have to block out time to be normal. <laughs> Otherwise, you will be crazy. So block out those two-hour lunches on Friday. Block out after 5 o'clock that you're not going to work. Block out your entire Sunday so that you can't move anything over there. You know, do that. You're the CEO. You can do all that. So that's my, that's my other tip for Google Calendar. Wow, that's some great stuff. So tell us then. Um, we want to. We want to. You, you've got some resources for us for social media managers. But from what I was looking at, that's going to apply to anybody, not just social media managers. I think these are time management tools for anybody in any space. I'm in oh, the yeah. web development yeah. space, and I I see a lot of the stuff here that could help me. Um, talk yeah. talk to us a little bit about the social media. Manager well, school. Social Media Manager School is built for someone who is looking to either uh, create a new career as a social media manager or to do it part-time on the side so that they don't have to really kind of stop their day job or whatever it is. And there are six modules, and module three is all about time management. Um, that's my favorite, actually, because... I spend a lot of time there, but it's my favorite module. And But module one and module two is how to get new clients online and offline. 
how to manage those clients. You know, you all we also have an entire module on how to manage your money because you know, as a social media manager, this is a really big important topic. And we have um, a basics and a bonuses uh, section. We really our school is for someone who already sort of is very comfortable in the social sites online. You know, I would say maybe 70 to 80 percent really comfortable, and then but they really want to help other people. And so that's what Social Media Manager School is all about. And right now we have a whole bunch of free stuff we're giving away. We have like a boatload of stuff, reports, case studies, our top tools list, um, everything. And uh, you know, we're very Andrea and I are very generous about you know just giving top you know content. So everybody, go ahead and uh, as we're wrapping this up and running out of time, go. I just posted on the. Uh, on the Google Plus events tab that uh, I'm excited about Social Media Manager School with the link to Social Media Manager School there. Go ahead and copy that, tweet it using the hashtag on track tips and tell everybody if you want to lo- you know, if you want to save time, time management, um, you want to learn about this more, you want to learn, learn about some great tools from some great experts, both Phyllis Care and Indra Val, who, by the way, we're going to have on the show uh, coming up here in a few weeks, and she's going to be talking about how to get that first client and how to retain them, and and uh, so I'm excited to have uh, Andrea come on the show with us. All right, as we're heading out the door, anything last you want to leave our readers with? Oh, so much. <laughs> I hear you have a lightning round. Yeah, well, I do, but unfortunately, we are out of time. We are out of time. Okay, so uh, one lightning round question. If you okay. were to recommend anybody or any resource or any book that you go to for time management, um, I mean, even the experts need coaches, right? Where would you go to get your advice? Uh, the book I haven't written yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, um, Social Media Manager School Module 3 is just like, it should be a book. I have not seen a book that explains how I use my calendar system, so maybe that's my next book to write. That would be the next one. Okay, great. So, uh, oh, and I have a wonderful um, uh, comment here from Iva. Iva, we just love that you're always coming back to OnTrack Tips. You're a wonderful supporter, and we are just appreciate you and all, so many others that are that are faithful to this show. She says, I'm, I'm so excited about all seven topics, and I truly believe in idea that I live by. Time is flexible. People are rigid. We are limited, and if we want to manage time, we must take care of the people in the first place. And, in, and when, I, when we say take care of the people, that means take care of yourself, your family, your children, the people around you. Don't get burned out. And uh, Phyllis, you just touched on that. Very yeah. important. Block Very out important. time for family. Phyllis Care, I wish we had more time. You are just a font of knowledge. Wow. I enjoyed this. <laughs> Come back anytime. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll, I'll be glad to. I'll see you. I'll see you on the flip side. All right. <laughs> all right. Good job. This is get on track. Stay on track. We're helping your small business one expert at a time. We're tweeting over it at Twitter at using the hashtag on track tips. We're also blogging over at ontracktips.com, home of the big red button. Head on over there, push the button, and get in contact with me. Tell me what you're struggling with in your business, so I can go and find you an expert like Phyllis Care, Andrea Vall. Uh, we've got other experts coming up. Sarah Hill is going to come in uh, from Hangouts uh, Celebrity. Uh, she's going to come in and talk uh, talk to us about Z-commerce uh, so, uh, and human media, two to- topics that she talked about on TEDx Talks. So we're excited to have Sarah Hill come on over. This is Jason Weiser, OnTrackTips.com. Get on track, stay on track. Speaking with, saying goodbye to our guest, Phyllis Care. Bye, Phyllis. Bye-bye.